Hello. Welcome. Welcome to our next episode of the Career Talks Real Talk podcast. I'm Tiffany Human, joined by my incredible co-host Orlando Haynes. We're really excited for today's episode because it's a very relevant topic as we head into the end of the year performance review season is upon us. And we really wanted to come out and share some strategies, best practices so that you can really nail your performance review with ease. It's a pretty pivotal moment in any year, in any career trajectory. And so we want to share some some key insights on making sure you're getting it right and, and walking away with a lot of clarity in terms of your next steps. Awesome. Awesome. I think... Um... This conversation, like you said, is so relevant because we got the end of the year and you you start to wonder, this is where everyone really starts to rack their brain as to, man, what did I get done? <laughs> you know, what are they going to say? Um, yeah. And start thinking, well, that bonus or this increase better be this and be that. But and we can miss, you know, being self-reflective and self-aware and going into it like, I, I think I crushed this year. Mm. Um, and not knowing where there, there were some pockets of improvement and where you need to improve and, and be honest. So, um, that's, those conversations are always interesting, uh, to get into and not to go into it with, sometimes I think we approach it with the wrong attitude and attitude may not be the right word or expectations. Mm -hmm. uh, again, assuming like, Hey, if, if this is not happening, then I'm out of here. If that's not happening and um then this is the direction i'm gonna go and just mm -hmm. i think it's just a moment to get better yeah um but the onus too is also on the person who delivers the message so but we'll 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 get into all of that uh yeah the broadcast today absolutely you know i think one one major thing for our our listeners and, and anyone tuning in live today if you're joining us let us know where you're joining us from always have such a great group hello to marcello i hope i'm saying that well and syed uh, so good to have you here for our our episode today one of the major things that is so important to keep in mind is that you want to take control of this performance review I see it happen a lot where the onus is almost on your manager or whoever it is that is evaluating your progress to lead that meeting. When in reality, this is your career. And so you need to prepare. You need to be ready. You need to know what your key messages are that you want to pass, that you want to make sure you're making very clear in this setting, and also what you hope to come from this particular performance review. So it's a bit of that that control balance of yes, having whoever it is that's evaluating you, possibly your boss, your direct boss, having a big implication in this meeting with you, but you really want to steer that shit, right? This should be almost about like 60 to 70% of you doing the talking around your background, your track record, the evolution that you've had in your role, as well as opportunity areas that you see for yourself. And then you welcome, of course, the feedback, the input, the guidance, of let's say your manager who's evaluating you in this review as well to make sure, are you on the same page? Are you aligned here? Are there certain directions that they think that you should be taking more or less of moving forward? But you really need to be in the driver's seat of that of that, of that conversation. conversation. And I think that's okay, especially if you're someone who's not a manager of people yes. and you're, you're, you have, you're speaking to a manager who has to do two things, evaluate your performance, 
um, and they prepare for their performance review as well. So, you know, they that individual is going to have a lot going on as well. Oh, and yeah. I love that you said, you know, the employee um, who's who maybe not be, you know, having a people leader uh, role, but they need to drive that conversation. And again, to to have that self-reflection, maybe map it out saying, hey, here's are the things that I've done well. Right. And here's another sheet of paper or things that I'm aware of that I need improvement because mm-hmm. we've had conversations throughout the year and yeah. even be more reflective to say, here are some areas that, you know, these these certain parts of my role I'm, I'm just not grasping or you like is there anything we can do to offset some of that because this is where if i focus on so much of the weakness here i don't want to drop the you know the parts where i'm doing great at you know mm-hmm. is there any additional conversations around that piece and i think that's a different type of conversation to say here's my list of you know job duties you know job descriptions that are flexible and ever always evolving Here's where I'm excelling at. Here's where I need improvements. But here, this is just an area that it's just not a fit for my skill set. Mm. Yeah. You know, and what can we do around this? Because here's where I really want to focus. Um, so that doesn't overshadow anything else that I've been doing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's such a good point, Orlando. And, you know, when we are, let's say, talking about this with our manager, we want to be able to anticipate what's to come. So most organizations actually have some type of template that they recommend being completed in time for performance reviews, whether mm-hmm. it's in prior to it, during or following. But it's always good to inquire if there is some type of template as a guide of what types of things you should be bringing forward. Or if you don't have a certain template established, at least have that conversation with your manager. And as a manager, you should have this conversation with your team members saying, hey, look, these are the types of things I'd really love for us to focus on in our upcoming performance review. That way, you know, everyone can be really best prepared, especially if it is almost like a piggyback off of former conversations that were had. And this kind of leads to my next point, which is a huge, huge um, watch out for a lot of professionals is you shouldn't be just bringing up conversations around promotions or salary raises or advancement in a performance review for the first time. Like this should really be a a continuation of former conversations about that so that it's not something that is coming out of left field, but that you've really given yourself the chance to position yourself really well for that progress that you're looking to have, right? having already given yourself the chance to fill in gap areas or focus on maybe exposure moments or different areas of the business that will help you in terms of your advancement goals. Um, So ultimately, performance reviews, it's a great way of just kind of regrounding yourself and your boss and sometimes your boss's boss who might be attending also this year-end performance review around, you know, where you're at, what are some of the key wins that you're really proud of from the year and don't leave any stone unturned there. Like, don't let them just assume that you've done certain things. This is your moment to shine. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit of how to do that. But you really want to bring forward everything that is so indicative of your evolution and growth in your role over the last three months, six months, a year, depending when you've had a previous conversation about this, and then have that lead into where you see yourself going next. And integrating some of those prior conversations around that progression. So it almost just becomes a lot more fluid, not so much of, is this going to happen, but more of like, okay, what is the exact timing of that happening? Mm. So it's more of a when versus an if type of conversation. That's, that's so key because in, 
especially with the promotions and you know increases i think those conversations definitely should have been had early 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 on right and so you put yourself on track if possible to say okay i know within a, a year or two years plan my goal was is to do this within the department and shift uh whether it's lateral lateral or vertical uh in movement so uh, that's a great point to say if you're just bringing it up now right that that changed the whole dynamics of the position i mean of the discussion at that point yeah because they're now just that manager he or her uh, is focused just on what you've done the last 300 and some odd days. Mm -hmm. And how do you improve on what you've just completed? Not, they're not looking at, okay, <laughs> you can now pivot to the next role. They're like, wait, let's get you more focused in mastering or as much as you can getting this over this percentage first with yeah. some consistency. Then let's talk about what's next. Or at the end of this conversation, we're planned for another conversation that we'll talk about a career plan. And then here are some things I'll, I'll add to, you know, our first conversation that can get you on track. So I think that's great that you don't lump it all together because it, it'll get yeah. really confusing and emotions start to kick in. You're like, wow, they're not valuing my performance. Yeah. But if you're not receiving the feedback of your performance, whether it's, you know, uh, less than stellar, you may get too emotional about it and, and again start thinking about making the transition, you know, out of that role, out of that organization. And all it was is maybe some tweaks you could have had if you just, you know, stayed focused on what that conversation was really about. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Such so a good point there. Left and right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think it's resonating. And and for everyone who is tuning in with us live, let us know what your biggest questions are when it comes to acing your performance yeah. review. Uh, or challenges that you've had with doing that in the past. You know, you mentioned it at the beginning, Orlando, and it's a really, really relevant point around being prepared and, and keeping track of your wins and not forgetting about certain wins, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, performance reviews could be a scramble moment for a lot of professionals where it's like, oh, shoot, okay, suddenly next week, I've got this performance review. I need to start thinking about all the things I did this year. But that's really the wrong strategy because it's going to lead you to forget probably really important things that you've done, um, but you just almost have it out of sight, out of mind. And so I really recommend keeping track of your wins on a regular basis. And there's not any one format that you need to follow, but the goal is really making sure that at least every month, you've got a good representation of all the wins that happened in that previous month, right? And so mm -hmm. when it comes time to your performance reviews, whether mid-year reviews, year-end reviews, or really any kind of career path, conversation for that matter, you can really easily pull on the accomplishments that you achieved, right? And it doesn't become this whole um, guesswork and memory game of what happened, what was the result on that? It's really important to document this in the moment. And I will say this goes so far as people who are even looking for new opportunities, where they often say, well, when I look back at my roles, I, I don't really know what that impact was, or I didn't have access mm -hmm. to that information. So you don't want to wait till like an after effect moment to be like, well, I don't have that information. So use it as your inspiration as well, ongoing in your roles to document and keep track as fact-based as possible, as quantifiably as possible, so that you are just so confident to speak about this in a performance review with clarity, with ease of flow, and in a way that implicates the direction you want to take. You know, as an example, let's say you want to move into a next promotion and you've been talking about that with your manager and they seem genuinely quite supportive. 
A good thing to highlight in a performance review could be some of the skills that you've been already implementing in your role that you know are, are pretty critical at that next level of growth that you're looking to achieve and give some really specific examples of how you've been showcasing that, right? That's going to help them see, oh, you know what? Maybe Orlando really is ready for that next step now because they have been taking feedback very seriously. They're already kind of thinking a few steps ahead um, and it's going to give them confidence in you moving into that direction. These are some really, really key elements to integrate in your performance review so that you're controlling that narrative versus them controlling it for you. Yeah, and I'll take that as a little tee up for me. And <laughs> <laughs> Over to you. Yes. <laughs> so uh, on the same theme that Tiffany's sharing, so I, I did create, if you can see in the back, folks, the Career Accelerator Planet is designed just that, just for that, right? To track your performance, um, pre-project, mid-project, post-project and have all that quantifiable data. So when it comes time for performance reviews, merit increases, those conversations, you have that data right there for you. Uh, you see the physical book, but it is in digital form on my website. But um, the sole goal is that you don't leave that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of that uh, intellectual knowledge, capability, skill sets, uh, performance on the table, because it is that memory game, huge. Mm -hmm. Right, memory game. And then I always always like to look at it from both sides. Um, that manager's not going to remember everything you've done. Yeah. It's too tough for them because they got again, they got to work on their own performance review and making sure they can deliver um, and have those conversations with their people leader. So that yeah. duality that they're battling uh, can leave limit you know, maybe 70% they're focused on them, 80% they're focused on them, and then 20% they can focus on you. Mm -hmm. And you're wondering why, like, you didn't remember this and that. It's it's really not up for them. I would say not up for them to remember. That's why you track it and just say, hey, this is the project we've done. This was my input. This was the outcome. This was the, you know, what we saved, what we executed on, what percentage we moved, how we moved the needle the people we connected with, the doors that we opened. So it's super crucial to do all that. And this way, that that just helps you going forward, right? Say, again, you're looking for the promotion. Now your next conversation is about the promotion. You're starting to build your internal brand because you've done all these things and it's tracked and it's, you yeah. know, it's documented and you can fact check yourself to say, yep, now I can reach out here, reach out here. And you're building that internal, you know, advocacy support within the organization to make it easier. Like, yeah, Tiffany was crucial in this project. She was always giving me that data, um, had no issues there for us, supported the, you know, this, this launch of this program. Um, would love to have her on the team if, you know, if that's an opportunity. So mm. I think all of that, and it's a lot, it seems like a lot, right? But it's, it's a heavy lift throughout the year on top of what we normally need to do in our role, but it adds so much value. And I think it just helps us and makes those conversations a little bit easier. Um, and I think that's, what's more important yeah. again, controlling, like you said, at the top of the call, on yeah. top of the, the broadcast, can you control that conversation? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And on that note, I know this might be a bit of a preface to performance reviews themselves, but really leverage feedback throughout the year. Because again, performance reviews shouldn't be the one moment where you're having these really pivotal conversations. They're just a builder on previous conversations that you've had. And so the more in tune and welcoming you are of feedback, 
the more that you can take a lot of action much faster. Um, your performance reviews become a lot more forward thinking than historic thinking, right? This is one of the mistakes I see a lot of the time when it comes to professionals and performance review settings where it's, it's like almost too much about the past and they're not bringing enough clarity on the next steps. They're kind of relying on their boss to fill that in for them because it's their boss. But at the end of the day, you need to be so clear of what are your aspirations in the company, mm. right? Maybe you're in a role and you're like, I actually really want to pivot into a different department. Well, they, they kind of need to know that. And you need to build a plan that's going to help make that happen, especially if it's a pretty big change for you. Or maybe you want to move into a different level of seniority on your existing team because you really love the team that you're on, but you see more opportunity for growth there. You, you need to be explicit about that once again. And so don't underestimate the importance of being really clear on what you want and why you want it. Right? It's not just about to say, this is the next role that I want. Mm. Fine. Anyone can say that. The why is a really critical element here. And it's as that relates to your goals, your values, some of the driving motivators that you have in your career, because now that's going to bring a lot more meaning in that conversation with your manager or whoever else is part of this performance review of saying, oh, okay, Orlando's brought this forward. Yeah, I can actually see like where that's coming from and how he can bring a lot of value in that particular role versus what he's doing today. And you can even go so far as anticipating what that transition plan could look like, right? If you are a really amazing performer on your team, a lot might kind of fall into that bucket of, oh gosh, well, we can't afford to lose them. They're so great. They're doing so much. So you don't want to make yourself so invaluable that it becomes impossible to replace you, but it's more around anticipating, hey, this is these are the things that I'm already thinking about of what I can do to help facilitate that transition when that comes. Even if it's not tomorrow, I want to already you know set myself up for success and make sure that the team is set up for success in that. Uh, but at least in the meantime, I'd really like to focus today's conversation of, when that can happen, is there anything outstanding? What is that going to look like, you know, going into next year, right? So this is what I mean about being really explicit. Don't leave it to chance. Don't leave it for them to fill in the gaps for you. This is for you to, to really design for yourself and it come with the need of knowledge and backing and confidence to be as expressive as you can regarding your goals and your aspirations. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stay on that point and pivot just a little bit based on what you just said, Tiffany. So with that, um, Again, every time I say this every time and every time we're broadcasting, things are ping ponging in the head. And it's like <laughs> so with it's still on the performance review, but the next step of if you're looking at promotion or pivoting to a different role and you said, you know, come with that plan. And I think that's why it's so crucial that you you track everything and not only just the, the projects, but who you've connected with. Yes. Right. So if you see yourself. And you have to present that in a way where it's about delivering impact. So if you see yourself and this is the cases can be different, right? If, you, if you're in HR and now you want to go to accounting, right? Big transition, whatever. But if you're in one role and you've been your role supports several departments and you're looking to pivot into the next department, but you can build a business case to say, hey, if I'm able to get here, I can impact a greater amount of what we're trying to do yes. here because there's a gap in that department and that's that's a skill set there's my a zone of genius i think i can expand it more no one's doing it they talked about it but i can really step into it and mm -hmm. kind of blow this thing out if i can outline what that would look like 
I think we should, you know, have this conversation more often, bring in, you know, said manager from different departments and let's look at a six month plan to say, okay, let's start making a transition into my backfill, into me stepping into that role and how I can make a greater impact within the organization um, going to that position because my yeah. current role is a little limited. That's I'm, I'm impacting there, but I could see more broad scope opportunities there that's still going to streamline the processes and improve and really get where we're trying to go, you know, from a, a 2023 or 2024, uh, you know, metrics. So I think mapping all that out is so, so, so crucial. I don't know if it's being done a lot, but I think that's that's something that can be looked at really in depth. And I think that's more impressive too, because the manager, right? If you if you have the right manager, <laughs> yeah, you have the right manager, they need Topic to see for another day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let me not go too far left. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm pull me you. back in, Tiffany. Pull me back in. But yeah, they should see that as tremendous value. So yeah, build yeah. that build that network internally. Uh, oh, for sure. For sure. This is such a good point, Orlando. I love that you brought that up because, you know, at the end of the day, you need to have that sense of alignment and helping them envision what's possible for you, mm -hmm. right? Like that's a big part of it, of helping them see, hey, if Orlando is already so valuable in this current role and we move him here and you're expressing by putting me in that kind of role, imagine what I'm going to be able to further do that's going to also align with the business goals, the company priorities, the big focus areas that we've been talking about. It's going to help them dream and see possibly something that's an option for you that they didn't necessarily see prior. And so when you can align where the company is headed with also your own direction, it brings a lot of synergy. And that's, I think, something a lot of professionals end up missing the mark on because they just focus on themselves. They think of, well, this is what I want. Yeah. And then they're like, well, why is it not happening? Like, why am I not seeing the movement that I want? Why are these performance reviews always falling flat for me where I'm getting great feedback and exceeding expectations, but the movement isn't happening? It's because often there's not a good enough synergy as to how your progression is going to also help the company's advancement. And so the more that you can draw those parallels, the better the more that you could also emulate the values that you're instilling within the organization and your work, the better. Um, and maybe as a kind of side note to this, when you are in a performance review and having these conversations actively, one of the, the big pet peeves you want to watch out for is getting new constructive feedback for the first time. You should not be getting constructive feedback that you've never heard before for the first time in a performance review, especially as it relates to your growth goals. Um, because one, typically performance reviews are officially documented. So whatever is shared and discussed is going to be put in your record. And so if you don't agree with it, if you've never been told this before, it's a little bit unfair for that to be positioned in that way. Two, it doesn't allow you the opportunity to have even actioned it right? Any type of constructive feedback, any type of good manager is going to know that they need to give feedback on an ongoing basis. And waiting for a performance review is not the time to do that. If it's something that happened a few months ago, uh, weeks ago, even, or even a few days ago, address it then, not make it something in a performance review where your, your team member didn't have a chance to actually improve in that area, right? And, and that's happened to me in some occasions where I get new feedback in a performance review, and I would I would push back on it, like just wholeheartedly. I'd say, look, you know, with all due respect, I I appreciate that you're sharing this with me. That said, I would have liked to have known that feedback 
at least three months ago, given that it's relating to something that happened at that time, because now I didn't even know that's what you were thinking and you didn't give me the chance to actually improve in that area. So I do not want that officially documented in my performance review and made something bigger than it is when you hadn't given me that, that courtesy of knowing that earlier on. And although that's a challenging conversation to have, it's important. And I, I would hold my ground on that. And I recommend for all of our listeners to do that too. If you ever feel like you are getting feedback that kind of rubs you the wrong way or that you're asking for clarity on it and they don't have specific examples to give you, or it just feels like it's coming out of left field. Don't let that start marking your track record as part of your performance review. Say, look, I would much prefer that I take this feedback if you deem that it is an opportunity area for me. Let's not document it here. Give me at least a month to two months to work on that. And at that point, let's reconnect if you're seeing an improvement because I'm committed to making that improvement, right? That's going to be a lot better for you in your progression, in your personal brand, and how you're building those relationships internally than having something kind of sting in the moment um, and not necessarily counter that effectively in your performance review. Love that. That was the exact direction I was going into next is is the the effective pushback in those conversations. So love, love, yeah. love that you brought that up. And I think it what's what's crucial to um in being able to push back, especially if you have a heavy workload, right? And you're outlining and you're having those discussions. So if you're having bi-weekly check-ins or weekly check-ins, whatever they are, monthly leading up into the year, and you've been expressing like, hey, this is quite a bit of workload. And again, you're an expert, uh, Tiffany, at giving that that great feedback when someone asks you to do a project and it's over, is trying to take over the priority of the previous project that was given. Can you, you know, you have that conversation around, okay, well, um, I'll have to table this one to take on this one. And you may not circle back to the other one because that's that that recent project is, is taken off so much. But it's the the point I'm trying to make is that if you've consistently shared like, hey, um, we're doing a lot here. Here are some areas where I feel that I may be dropping the ball or, the you know, we're, we're tackling two things off, not even understanding the direction we're going. What's the target? How are we hitting this? How are we being measured? And those, you know, those conversations or that feedback is not clear from the manager. And then when it comes to those conversations, it's brought up as if you've been missing the mark. You'll be like, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. You know, I've requested feedback. I've shared that um, I'm noticing some things and I, I feel as though I need clarity. And you've been reminding, you know, him or her in those conversations great opportunity to push that back. And I love what you yeah. said about, hey, let's not document that now. Uh, or if it's if you're going to document it, I need you to add my feedback explicitly in there uh, yeah. to show the the lack of clarity that was given throughout the year mm -hmm. that I've been requesting. So let's, yeah. let's let's put it on both our shoulders and agree to disagree and and put that in there because that that information will roll up, right? Oh yeah. And so and I believe and correct me if I'm wrong, Tiffany. So in that case, with that people leader, their feedback directly with their team may come up in there, right? It's going to come up in there one-on-one. -on -one. So they're like, okay. And if that company's smart, they'll maybe do a 360 at one point, um, mm -hmm. a skip level, excuse me, a skip level conversation at yeah. some point in that, yeah, just to touch base. So uh, those should be happening too, just oh, to yeah. better assess. So all that stuff can come up. And I, I doubt a manager, unless they're <laughs> trying to CYA, 
would want, you know, negative feedback from their team. So yeah, the more clarity the manager is bringing to when you're mm -hmm. having, you're raising your hand and saying, Hey, um, I'm noticing this, noticing that I'm concerned that, that, you know, some projects may not be met because of what we're mm -hmm. doing. Well, again, the lack of direction, the lack of, um, focus and where we're headed. I need to, but I need to understand the why so I can get behind this better. So yeah. Yeah. Love that, the, the pushback. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that goes as well for like the next step goals that you have. If you feel like you want to go a certain direction and yet maybe your manager is proposing a different direction or there's some hesitation there. I mean, one, one kind of thing related to that, that I see often is if let's say there's a lot of changeover happening on a team right? And you're you're feeling like you're pretty ready for that next move internally. But because there's been a lot of change, a lot of turnover, a lot of restructuring, whatever that looks like, they don't necessarily want you to move so quickly. And so what's really important to reiterate both prior to a performance review and in a performance review, if you feel like it's almost stalling your growth, is to share that, you know, you're, you're, you're very happy to support the team during this time of change. You know that maybe you've been there longer, so they want some level of stability. At the same time, you don't want to make sure, you want to make sure that this isn't delaying or putting you at a disadvantage in your own growth simply for the team's needs, right? Simply out of convenience for the team and where they're at, right? You have to still take that individualized path in how you approach these conversations where it's like, yes, I'm happy to help, but that also needs to come with some favorability on the growth that I was already lined up for where I shouldn't necessarily be staying in a role. I don't know, six months longer, three months longer, however much longer, if I would have technically been due for this change, if these other, if these other changes weren't happening in tandem. Right. So it's a little bit of that fine balance, but it's a good conversation to reinforce in a performance review. If you feel like you haven't quite broken through the other end of saying that you don't want to be disadvantaged, you don't want to feel like your growth is being slowed down just simply out of convenience for team's needs or transitional times of the team right now, um, and that you want a clear plan of what that's going to look like for you moving forward. Because this is your onus in a performance review. You need to come out with clarity right? You don't want to leave a performance review with ambiguity of like question marks of, well, okay, we talked about that, but like, what, what do they really mean by that? Or, you know, uh, okay, they mentioned X, Y, Z, but like, did we actually talk about the timing on that? And so this goes back to what I said earlier about being really clear what outcomes you want to achieve from the review so that you can control the messages that you need to pass. But that also goes really closely with the outcomes that you want in terms of the clarity piece and ensuring that you're walking away with like, okay, I know exactly what I need to do. I know where I need to focus, where I can maybe be further exposed in these next weeks or months. Um, and I'm ready to rock and roll with that, right? That's that's how I want everyone to feel leaving a performance review is that you, you are so laser focused and clear of what needs to happen to continue that type of progression or advancement or whatever that, that path looks like for you and your company. Love that. Love that. Let me ask you a quick question on a phrase um, and what what comes to your mind when you hear that. If it, you know, if it comes up in the performance review uh, conversation and it's just mentioned, well, it's just it's for the business. It, the business requires it. Um, when you hear yeah. that, what comes what goes through your mind? Yeah. So there's two kind of angles here. I think the first is obviously showing empathy. 
right? In the sense where, yeah, maybe the business does really need it and you don't want to come in being tone deaf or naive to what's happening in your organization. If there's major things happening and you see your team has like halved in size, you know, it, it you don't want to come into a performance review still keeping your original plan as is because something's going to have to give. So there is an element of empathy of acknowledging what they're telling you. And I say, you know, I, I understand, I know there's been a lot of change and I, I want to be very cognizant of that, mm -hmm. right? So you're kind of empathizing with what's happening there. At, at that point, though, you do really want to still reiterate what's important for you in terms of timing and what that revised timing can look like. And you could say something like, I understand that, you know, my initial goal of moving into this next, this next role might have to be slightly delayed given what's happening. I simply want to make sure that we align on a timeline much sooner than later with the right plan to make that happen. And so I, I want to ensure I'm not being disadvantaged because of these team changes, especially if there's not clarity of, are we getting more headcount? What that's going to look like? Is this a very long-term change? Is this like an interim change? And so these are the types of questions and conversations that you definitely want to have to make sure that you're not just getting this very blanket statement of like, well, that's what the business needs right now. And then shutting your mouth and being like, well, I guess that's it. End of, end of conversation. Yeah. Same thing goes with salary negotiations as well, which can also be obviously a talking point within a performance review if you're getting feedback that you know budgets are really tight or there's had to be some cutbacks you want to really prepare for that conversation and this is again a conversation for a different day so we could definitely go into more of that but my my main point here is to ensure that you are still putting forward the business case to help you despite those those changes or shifts happening in the organization Right. Just because there's budget cuts doesn't mean that that takes away from the immense impact that you've created in your role that really should still be rewarded versus where you were in the start of that position. And so this is where sometimes, you know, internal politics and verbiage, it can be almost just taken at face value. And a lot of professionals do take it at face value. And then they say, well, I guess I'm not going to get the money that I want here. I'm going to go look somewhere else. But this is where I, I really like focusing as a workplace expert to say, hang on a second, there's ways around these conversations. You just need to know how to position yourself best to keep that conversation going and make sure that it doesn't feel like a dead end. And so that's a little bit what I mean by handling those types of conversations, both empathy, but also having the needed follow through and questions and clarity to make sure that there is a path for you forward here and that you're not going to be um, pigeonholed or stunted in the growth goals that you have. Love it. Love it. And I'm also an advocate of, and I mentioned earlier, but as the individual requesting uh, a skip level conversation, and it doesn't necessarily have to be in a tone where you're fact checking your manager or anything like that, but just to gain more, you know, maybe more of a, a bigger picture. Uh, Cause sometimes, you know, information gets lost in translation as it trickles down. And you're wanting to make sure that you're being visible uh, to that SLT member, right? Saying, hey, yeah. just wanted to touch base, um, get your understanding. And, and, and that first conversation can just be, you know, better understanding who him or her, who he or she is in the organization and share some of, you know, some of your ideas. But I would also be cautious of that to make sure you're letting your manager know that you're doing that just as a touch point not necessarily going behind their back and, and trying to, you know, promote yourself um, 
more so and then it's blindsided because in mm. 99 to 100 percent of the cases they're going to follow up the moment you send the request they're gonna be like hey did you know that such and such is requesting a meeting with me anything i should know ahead of time nope yeah. they let you know so it's better that that manager can say nope he uh, he or she just wanted to touch base you know so um full aware nope you know nothing that you you should be uh, blindsided with in that conversation, but yeah. uh, push for that. I, I would say if you can, depending on the organizational structure, you may have more visibility and communication with that person. Mm -hmm. uh, but at least if you can do it twice a year, that would probably be ideal. Thirty minutes, sit down. But again, go into those conversations still with a plan because I think that helps you build your, you know, your your personal branding within the organization and helps you in those conversations because you may get some information that that SLT has shared that may not have started to trickle down yet, but yeah. you bring back, back to your manager, hey, he or she said, is this on the table? Yeah, the initial conversation start, hey, I'm 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 available to help if that project makes sense and how we can work that out. Again, like you said, how does that fit? How's that going to benefit me if I'm going to raise my hand to yeah. and it's showing you're supporting the business. So push mm -hmm. for if you can, you know, uh, skip local conversation once to twice a year with that SLT. Yeah, I love that. It's so important to know who those decision makers are in your company mm. because you're right, Orlando. It's not just your boss. There's going to be other people who are influencing your decisions around what happens in your advancement. So don't, don't, you know, put your head down and ignore that's happening. It's happening. And you want to be able to build those one-to-one -one connections in a stronger way as well. So I, I love what you just shared. You know, you made me also think as well within the performance review, how to really position yourself to ace it. It comes to the self-advocacy piece. And I know we talked about, you know, sharing your track record and accomplishments. I just want to go a little bit deeper on that for a second, because when it comes to advocating for yourself, probably the most common feedback I get, Orlando, is, well, I don't want it to come off like I'm bragging. Like, I just get that feedback all the time of like, I, I know I need to share this stuff, but I don't want to sound like I'm bragging. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like, I get that. And I think that's just a really important mindset shift when you are advocating for yourself. It's not bragging. It's necessary for one. Two, it all depends on how you approach the conversation and the tonality, right? If you're coming at a conversation like this and you're saying, look at me, I'm so fantastic. I'm doing incredible things more than anyone else in the company. Obviously, that's going to sound pretty egotistical. But if you're coming from a place of fact, like literally, things that you've done, things that you've delivered, the results of your hard work and effort, you are absolutely in your right to share that and share that proudly, right? Because not only is that highlighting you and the incredible talent that you are, but it's also showing the value that you've brought in the organization. And that matters a lot. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you don't always have to say it as maybe boldly as, you know, I've done this, I've accomplished that, I've, um, I've led XYZ, if you feel that's a little bit uncomfortable, you could almost talk about things that you've done that you're really excited about from this from earlier in this year, or things that you're really proud of that you pushed through that were challenging, um, or even speak about accolades that you received from other people that you work with on how appreciated it was and how you approached a certain project or how you delivered on a certain result. Like there's always creative ways of how to get that message passed. But my main message here is do it. <laughs> you yep. need to do it. And, and don't say we or the team in these conversations, because then that's where ambiguity kicks in of like, well, okay, hang on a second. Was it Orlando that did this? Or was it the team that did that? 
And performance reviews are, are distinct to you. It's not about talking about every single person that you work with. It's how you've led initiatives, how you've brought impact in your role, how you've grown as a professional in your position. And so, yes, there's a time and place to talk about team, to talk about those that you've collaborated with. And maybe that's one of the key things you want to highlight as one of your accomplishments in terms of your collaboration or stakeholder management or whatever that looks like. But do not discount the importance of making it explicitly clear what you've done, what you've specifically done in your work that's brought a lot of value. I love that. And I'm gonna get a little more granular on that point because there are opportunities where um, when you're working on a project, right, and you've executed your piece of it, but say the project didn't fully come to fruition, still make, you know, I would say spell that out completely if you know I'm saying, you know what, so I know we worked on ABC project and my role was to execute this on the data or whatever it is. I know that it didn't launch the way we hoped it was. You know, that's that's probably where I would say we, um, because it was a team project, yeah, sure. but I was still able to bring to the table what was asked of me at that time. And so I just want to make note of that. And I would, I, I, that's why I say documentation is so key. I would mark the dates, the time, the oh, people, yeah. everything. Mm -hmm. This project in January 15th, I was asked to, to execute on this project that brought in, you know, Jake from IT, Sarah from HR, this person from processing or whatever it is, uh, you know, and the, these are the tasks that were assigned to me. Out of the nine, I was able to execute on eight. The reason why I didn't complete nine is because the project at that point was brought to a halt. Um, so I, you you advised me as my manager, Tiffany, to, to not move forward because they are pivoting on the project. But I still was able to execute on the nine prior to the timeline, the deadline that I was you know, tasked with, et cetera. So if you can get detailed and really bring more clarity, you will, I would probably say you would almost rewrite your own performance review. Oh um, yeah. Your manager would be like, oh, okay, I didn't have all that. Like, okay, wow, wait a minute, <laughs> what's, what's going on here? Like, yeah, yeah, I've been tracking, I've been tracking. Yeah. But yeah, bring those up in that one little instance, in that instance when it, even it's, like I said, the, the projects that may have not, been completed as a totality for the organization yeah. still highlight that you've completed your piece of it yeah um, because that's where you're going to be focused on and um, definitely and looked at yeah and maybe as a, a final point here don't be shy to suggest support trainings um upskillings that you want to do more mm -hmm. of going into the next year Right. Sometimes we also rely on our boss or boss's boss to bring these opportunities forward based off of our where we're at in our growth journey. But do your own research. See what's available internally. See what's available externally. If it's an external training conference, something that you want to partake in that you're like, hey, I could be the representative of the company to attend that and bring back the knowledge here and share that with our whole department go for it. I've done that multiple times in my in my career at L'Oreal. We were very open to that, right? Not only did we have a lot of internal trainings and conferences that they enabled, but sometimes there were things where I was like, I think I want to really attend that um, because of XYZ reason. And they're like, hey, you know what? Sure. That's actually probably going to be helpful. And then you gather the information and you bring it back for everybody to benefit from. So that's a good way of also being really proactive in your performance review of just seeing where are those opportunity areas tied with the goals that I have? And do I need to make that ask and get that approval on? And those are good things to bring up in a performance review, if not prior, if you haven't had a chance to share it earlier. Awesome. Awesome. I think, um, 
uh, open it up for any questions before we wrap up. Any questions? And I'm seeing comments come in, and I absolutely appreciate it. Uh, any questions before before we wrap up? We're we're gonna stay tight at 45. We Tiffany and I figured out that's our sweet spot. That's our sweet spot. <laughs> yes. That's before our we sweet get delirious spot. after that. Oh yeah, I see one comment here. If you don't brag about your accomplishments, who will own your own yours? Kudos. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You know, and I think it's it's not necessarily about bragging again. I just want to be mm -hmm. very cognizant of that word. I think it's too easily interchanged with like self-advocacy. That's not what it is. It's not about bragging. It's about doing yourself a service of making mm -hmm. sure that your value is undeniable. Like that's really what it is, right? And so yeah. performance reviews are just pivotal moments to make that come across loud and clear and make sure you have the support, the continued support towards your goals, towards the internal progress that you want to see. If there's challenges that you're facing, come up with clear plans, next steps that you can feel confident in, that it's not just like a carrot dangling on a stick for something that will never happen. Ask the needed questions, get the clarity. You know, this is a good moment to just make sure that you are on the path that you want for your success and take full control of that. Absolutely. I would say my final three takeaways from this would be document, right? Uh, lead that conversation, like you said, Tiffany, and then massive self-awareness uh, yeah. in that process. I think it'll make it that much easier to have that conversation in future conversations as well. And if you transition into, you know, you're, you're a manager, it, it makes it easier for you to have those conversations with your team members and, you know, educate them on how that's helped you, right? Document on that, drive that conversation in self-awareness, major, yeah. major keys for me to take away. Love that. Yeah, some good ones today. I hope everyone took a lot of notes <laughs> and right. feel confident and ready to ace their performance review. Um, you know, remember, this is a moment for you to really own, go in prepared, bring those, those messages forward, go in with your game plan, leave with the clarity that you need, and, you know, set the path for success moving into your next year because it's, it's an important one. Awesome. Awesome. Folks, we are wrapping up for today's episode, but definitely stay tuned. Stay locked in with us. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks. We may sneak one in sooner. Who knows? But we're super busy. So <laughs> stay with us every two weeks. <laughs> if you it's follow us, you'll see all the Orlando. Posting, right? Yes. But you never know. Never say never. You never yeah. say never. Yeah. Uh, definitely subscribe to the podcast, folks. It's Career Talks Podcast, but these specific segments are called Career Talks Real Talk uh, with Tiffany Human and myself. So we look forward to your support. Any final words? Go get them. Go get them. Okay. You got this. Don't be nervous. This is your career. This is your progress. No one knows that better than you know yourself. So go in there, shine, bring it all on the table and, you know, let that be a guide for the goals that you're looking to achieve. Love it. We'll see you next time, folks. Bye everyone. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>